following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and I start our 2022 divisional previews with the AFC East. Who do we think comes out on top? Who do we think makes it in as a wild card? And who do we think still stinks? Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Hello, Brian. Welcome back, buddy. How are we doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I am good. I am excited. It is time where it's we're back to where it all began. Uh, the divisional <clears throat> preview, which is always my favorite time mm-hmm. of the year. Um, it's always cool to look back, reflect on teams, their off seasons and uh, and 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 whiff horribly on their uh, on their 2022 schedules. Uh, as, as, as we do best, but man, it's cool. It feels like a, uh, you know, like, uh, it feels like our like season changing essentially like the podcast season changing, you know, TV shows, they, they take, a, you know, they take off and they come back and oh, it's season two or season three. Uh, this is the start of season five for us. Essentially next week is our, our four year anniversary and we're going on to our fifth year of this podcast. So I'm always really excited when we hit this time of the year because, uh, it just means that football is really close. Yep. I feel very honored to be part of the fifth year. Fun fact. You're also our first, uh, first person to stay on long enough. So you get to do this two years in a row. So, uh, aside from me, so congratulations, uh, have a beer on me. Uh, yeah, you are the first, the first, uh, co-host to do two in a row. I think what well, you technically did three, but you didn't did a, you didn't do a full one. Right. What, what did we do my first year? Uh, NFC North. I remember cause I was railing on the bears. It was my and... AFC and NFC North. You were probably, yeah. doing, we were probably doing, uh, different directions. Yep. Um, just doubling up. That was really nice, but, um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to kick it off. And for the next eight weeks, including today, uh, we are going to be previewing every single division in the national football league, which is a lot of fun, a lot of fun, but some quick news. Um, Aaron Donald has decided he is not going to retire and he levied a really nice contract deal. Um, it's essentially a restructuring, but pumping those numbers up, baby. Uh, from what I have read and understood, I've gotten a couple different uh, explanations, but it's uh, it's ups his pay. The next two years are $60 million worth. Uh, it's upping his pay a significant amount uh, with an option to return in 2024. At, I believe I read 30 or 35 million. So, a possible $95 million contract extension 
Um, just really revisiting up in the ante. And he is now currently the highest paid non-quarterback player in NFL history. So kudos to Aaron Donald. He absolutely deserves it. I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of uh, put the stamp uh, of, of highest paid man in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that performance, I was like, yeah, all right, go ahead. And it's got me rethinking my Mount Rushmore of defense of players. It gets harder every year, it seems, every so many years at least there. And I think, doesn't Aaron Donald have to be one of the four on there now? I would certainly agree. I think the thing that goes, that works for Aaron Donald is the fact that he's been consistent, as mm-hmm. consistent as he has been for such a long amount of time. I believe this is his eighth or ninth year. I think he was, was he 2014 class of 2014, I believe. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, it's either year eight he's entering or year nine, either, either way. Incredible. Nine. You know, and there's been many times where we understand the system, but he's put up a good enough case to be most valuable player. Yeah. Not just defensive player of the year, but most valuable player across the national football league. Yeah. And he shows no signs of slowing down. Dude has a great work ethic. And he, yeah, I'm happy for him. You know, we're big advocates for guys getting paid. Um, you know, some people get paid and we're like, oh, why? But <laughs> uh, Aaron Donald is uh, is one of those guys who are like, yeah, good on him. Dude, these fucking Rams, man. Like, what are they doing? Like, as far like, how did this, how did this happen? Like, I feel like if you are a GM and you can't, replicate the success that the Rams are having right now from front office perspective, getting guys signing up for big money, still being able to put up a team, uh, a, f- a full team, 53 man roster and be as talented as they do. Oh man. He might be one of the, 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 the Rams GM. I forgot what his name is off the top of my head, but he might be the best general manager of the national football league right now, the way he's structuring these deals. Yeah. If he, if he wasn't after wearing that shirt, that said F them picks, uh, he, he definitely is while, you know, keeping this team together. I think they hit on a formula that's, that's super smart and super efficient, which is you, you pay the, you pay the certain players a shit ton of money to keep them around to be part of the team for a long time. And then just piece everything else together. Everything else you can just find it, you know, some, some lower shelf guys grabbing free agency, some sure. day three picks in the draft, you know, that kind of thing. So it's working. Yeah, they've done good. And you know what? They, they got a system, too, that guys are, I think, at this point, they're willing to go to maybe even on a cheaper run, like like an OB, you know, OBJ going there last year in free agency and some of these other pieces just willing to go there uh, because you're part one. You're part of the L.A. brand, something we talked about on yesterday's episode with uh, with Andrew for our what ifs. But uh, but man, like this is like I'm not going to go that far, but like when the Patriots were signing dudes for like dirt cheap because they're like, Hey, you're probably going to play in some big time games, get some play, you know, primetime games, probably a Super Bowl appearance at the very least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it it kind of feels like that right now in LA and it's, it's the turnaround is just, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. So um, yeah, Rams doing some good stuff, man. Uh, they're, they got almost all the pieces. If they can get OBJ back, this team is going to be scary good. Yep. It already is scary good. But uh, I'm liking their trajectory at this point in time. Um, I think that's really it for the news. Let me see if anything else popped up. Um, 
over the last day or so the Broncos. Okay. So we did announce on the Facebook page that the Broncos um, are being purchased. Apparently he's just the front runner. It was falsely reported. Uh, but right now, Samuel Rob Walton, who is the heir to the Walmart fortune is going to buy the Denver Broncos. He has put up $4.5 billion for the rights to own the Denver Broncos. So, um, it might be one of the most expensive team purchases of all time. And this is uh pretty wild. Yeah. That's a lot. The jokes have been funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The memes, the memes are just creating themselves. <laughs> My favorite one was, uh, um, <laughs> am I going to get self checkout beer lines? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. What's the other one that's saying, uh, uh, they won't open up another gate until the hour, the, the waiting line is either five hours long or something. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's been hilarious. The stories that have come from it. He's probably going to be the guy. He's probably going to be the guy, um, at this point in time. So we'll see how yeah. that all transpires, but right now he's probably going to be the next, uh, newest owner. Yeah. I remember a few years ago looking at different lists of how, profitable how valuable certain franchises across all sports were and i remember looking at the yankees and it, at that time it was like like 4.1 billion dollars or something like that i'm like my god imagine that and now i don't even with inflation or whatever else who, who knows what these oh, things are worth i know and, and the fact that you're i mean you're you're not just buying it just to have it you're gonna get that money back and then some obviously yep. it's a it's an investment yeah so it's uh, things are heating up in, in Denver. So, uh, so that's pretty cool, but I think that's it for the news. Uh, as far as everything that's popped up between today and, uh, well, yesterday and today. And I think it's time for us to kick off our AFC East divisional previews for the 2022 NFL season. So, uh, as we typically do, as we have for the last 19, 20, 20, yeah, Jesus, um, five times that we've done this, Last five times that we've done this, we always start off with the last place team from the division that we are covering. And once again, that is the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the New York Jets are coming off of a four and 13 finish in 2021. Last year for, uh, was their first year with head coach Robert Sala. Um, and he is continuing that into this year. Uh, you and I have spoken very highly of some of their offseason uh, moves over the last couple of years. And I think one of the biggest questions for the jets this year is those things are going to start to pay off. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, a fantastic uh, base built so far for his defense. I don't know if he necessarily has the players he would love to have in the secondary, but that front line is nasty. Twitched up athletes all over the place. Uh, they fit every single, every single spot that's, key to running his uh defense which is a uh it's mostly a multiple multiple front defense but it, it's a lot of base for three but four three in the way that it, it's it's all downhill attacking it all the time it, he's his his defense is a lot of fun it was a nice um pairing with the shanahan offense for many years you know just both of them want to be like up tempo and pushing the pace and being all about, you know, being the aggressor. So I think this might be the first, you know, obviously it's only year two, but I think we might start seeing some pretty, pretty dominant performances coming out of that defense from time to time. And I think that side of the ball uh, is fi finally competitive. 
I don't know about the offense. We'll see. Some things have to grow still, but as far as the defense goes, I think I think they can be pretty competitive this year. I I concur with that. I think the defense is definitely the Jets' strong point heading into 2022. Uh, the, again, they've they've just drafted so well um, on the defensive side, acquiring the right free agents, getting rid of the the, the raw you know the wrong pieces. Uh, I was looking at their losses. They really didn't lose a whole lot, uh, you know, this past season, as far as players go, um, it's, especially on that defensive side of the ball. It's It's been tough. I mean, we've seen this Jets defense give teams trouble. We watched them give the Bucks trouble last year for a certain amount of time. Uh, we've seen them. I think it was a couple. It was last, just no, it was, would have been 2020 season. You know, they were in the running for Trevor Lawrence and their defense played out of their mind. They beat the Rams and they put themselves out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And, you know, again, they're not losing pieces. It's getting better. And you have a defensive minded head coach. I like the Jets upside this year. Their schedule, which we're going to get into in a moment. uh, Oh, shit. But uh, (laughs) but I think structurally, foundationally, this team is is coming a long way. Um, It really is. It's so tough. To, to openly give, you know, be optimistic because uh, it, it's the Jets, right? It's the it's the damn New York Jets. They've struggled for so long. Um, you know, what, their best years are always marred with something, you know, goofy that happened, right? Prime Mark Sanchez, two AFC championships, and the Mark Sanchez era is, 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 is viewed at with the butt fumble. It's, yeah. you know, Sam Darnold was getting better and better and they kept pulling away and away and away and his tenure is marred by i'm seeing ghosts bro yeah. uh it that's one of the hardest things comes to the comes to the jets is you know their team is very very raw and just historically it's just it hasn't been good um you know, historically, it just hasn't been good but i, I mean i want to see the jets do good it's good to have good teams in new york City, we don't have any good football teams in New York City right now, uh, you know. But the Jets, it, I, I think they're they're still trending in the right direction. Their general manager, oh, what the crap is his name? It's not Gettleman, is it? That, that was the jet. The that was the Giants. Um, it is. Where are you, Joe Douglas? Yep, was, Joe Douglas. I was just about to go. It starts with a D. <laughs> Joe Douglas has actually done really, really well. Um, and I hope, you know, for his sake and for Jets fans, right, we're not, uh, you know, we're pretty unbiased when it comes to these picks, as unbiased as we can be. I hope for the Jets fans it starts paying off because five years and, uh, you know, we're doing this. And I don't know if I've ever predicted the Jets to have a winning record. And, uh, it, you know, it's it, they've proven me right every time. No, no, they like you. They don't want to let you down. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, so the Jets are pretty busy, relatively busy this uh, this past off season. Um, they again, we saw that they drafted pretty well. Their yeah. first overall pick was pick number four in the draft, Ahmed Sauce Gardner. Uh, they also grabbed a wide receiver, a highly touted one at uh, pick ten, in Garrett Wilson. They also have Jermaine Johnson, Brees Hall, uh, and a couple you know lower round guys. They didn't draft outside of the fourth round, which is actually pretty cool. Jer- Jeremy Ruckert, Max yep. Mitchell, and Michael Clemens, but I can honestly, I, I'd probably say that the top four uh, are the top four picks all made within the first two rounds, the first 36 picks 
are going to be those instantaneous uh, difference makers for this yeah. team. They, they, they hit on something on the offense that I think has been laid out by a few other teams, which is speeding up your quarterback's processing. And it's all about getting guys that can get open fast and that can stay open. And those, the two guys in Brees Hall uh, running back and then wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio state, both those guys are exactly that Garrett Wilson will get open extremely fast. Um, I, at least that's the way I'm projecting him in the NFL. And then, and then Brees Hall, Brees Hall is his work ethic is, is like almost second to none in this draft class. And he, he just won't give up. So you were the I, I, advocate I, for Brees Hall. I, I think he, was he your number? I think he was your number one running back on the, on the draft boards. Right? He ended up being number two. I moved Isaiah Spill, Spiller up at the, in the last month because of, um, some concerns that some people I trust had about uh, contact balance inside the inside the tackles, which is so key with running the ball. But I mean, let's be honest. If you can block well enough, a lot of these running backs, no matter where you draft them, they, they should be able to pull off big runs. You know what I mean? No, for sure. For sure. And I mean, the running back position has been something that has eluded them for a a uh, significant amount of time, even when they had Le'Veon Bell, it just it just was not good. Um, I did like, uh, I mean, they made a couple other moves. I think the other biggest move or key ad, I would really say for the Jets this past year. Joe I don't Flacco. Know. Yeah, I love me some Joe Flacco. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know how it's going to pan out. Uh, but I didn't hate their move to get C.J. Azuma. Uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals, they they grabbed him in free agency. He had a little bit better of an offer there in New York, and yeah, he is now a Jet. Uh, you know, a, a, a nice solid tight end. Can can Zach Wilson get him the ball? I don't know. Uh, he was just fit in a very high octane offense last year, um, and I hope for his sake that he's used correctly because that's just another weapon to help get Zach Wilson comfortable. Yep, I agree. Um. But uh, there's a lot riding on Zach Wilson this year. Uh, year one was not very good. Even looking, I mean, we, we looked at him every week for fantasy points, and it was just awful. Um, I felt like they had a decent wide receiver room, but it just, it, there was a lot of other issues. Um, you know, I still firmly believe that Zach Wilson was overdrafted. I still fir- firmly believe that. I believe he benefited from a um, an excellent pro day. And I, it's still early. It's only a second year with the Jets in a brand new year, a brand new season, a brand new system. Um, But a lot of, I mean, obviously it always goes back to the quarterback position, but all the success, um, it falls out, you know, Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson can't get going and this is, he ends up being a bust of a pick, which uh, right now it's trending that way. Oh boy. <laughs> uh Robert Sala's first head coaching tenure. Uh eh, not good. Yeah. Hopefully he gets another shot. If the if if he's two and done, which he shouldn't be. I don't know. I mean, th- would they just have to improve on four wins? Yeah. I mean, we'll find out in a in a minute here, but if you can't find a way to get to seven and ten, eight and nine. Brother, I don't know. You see these first nine games? <laughs> Holy shit! They they were not doing the Jets any favor. But I mean, hey, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna improve, you got to beat some of the best teams right. in the National Football League. That's so, right. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to get into uh, before we uh, start looking at their schedule and breaking it down? No, I'm good. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's kick it off, my friend. The Jets 2022 NFL schedule. Here is our preview and predictions. Uh, Their first opponent, they are starting home against the Baltimore Ravens. I am going to chalk that one up for a loss. Should be a loss. Should be a loss. I would love to know their history of them uh, in their home openers, though. Might come into play. You never know. But, man, Baltimore did wonders this year Yeah. Um, in, in getting that roster up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Week two at Cleveland. Oh, we are we. If Cleveland, as Cleveland comes up, is it Watson? I think we have to go based on what we know currently in that right now it's Watson. I know he's had a 23rd and 24th accuser. It's not looking good for him. Um, but as of right now, Watson's the guy. Okay. So I think we have to base it off that. I still feel that the Jets might be able to rally something here. Mm-hmm. I really do. Watson's been out for you know a, a year. He's got a lot going on externally. Yeah, he had uh, Mia Khalifa over. He had her dressed up in a costume. They were playing basketball. Really cute. Um, <laughs> dude is super horny. Anyways, uh, I think with or without Deshaun Watson, that this might be one of those few games that the Jets can yep, can on paper squeeze out. I think I'm gonna go a W here for Cleveland or uh, for, excuse me for the Jets. I'm with you on this one. It makes sense. It makes sense. It, they seem like kind of a, uh, a a lame duck, maybe. Right, right. Just, I mean, nobody's hyping him up, which could be a good thing. But I just, I, I'm, I'm flatlined on Cleveland, man. I'm flatlined. The last couple years have been, oof. I got, <laughs> nothing, I got nothing for him. Uh, week three, they are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Loss. Yeah, that that should that should be a loss. That's a loss. Uh, week four at. Pittsburgh. I'm split on this one. I think their defense can do really well, but man, if their offense can't get going, which, uh, you know, right now, not excited. I don't know if they can pull, I could, you know, Pittsburgh's down, but they're not out. I think on paper right now, I'd have to say, oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? I'll go win. I will go win. Boyd's going to hate me, but I'm going to go win. It's hard. It's hard to say that they're going to get their first two wins on the road. Right. But maybe that's just what they think. Maybe they're a road warrior team. And that's their thing. They find their energy when they're not in front of their terrible fans. (laughs) (laughs) Are Jets fans good? I don't know. I mean, we have a really good, nice bunch of Jets fans on our network. So. We do? Like, Which ones? Call them out. Seth, my man, Seth. All right. Just end the show and his, uh, his co-host. I love Seth. All right. Seth's good. Good peoples? Good. Yeah. Oh, heck well, yeah. Uh, here, here's uh, this one goes up to Seth. Uh, win. Okay. All right. Week five, hosting Miami. I'm going to say an L. I think Miami's really, really good right now. Uh, they're the best that they have been in, in, in quite some time. And uh, I don't think they're taking a loss to the Jets here. The solid defense versus the Shanahan 
offense with Mike McDaniels. Shanahan prodigy. Yeah. Does he know? Does he know how to stifle this offense? How to get it off rhythm? He might. He might. He he might know all the the little things. Like if we can take away, you know, these short in breaking routes, or if we can take away, you know, all the little screens, or if we can take away the jets, the jet sweeps, and it's all about Tua's got to move the ball down the field vertically. Right. But I think the Dolphins are just too talented. I hate saying that out loud. Uh, I've already said it before, though, in a previous episode. So, yeah, it's a loss. It's a loss. All right. Week six at Green Bay. So, going to Lambeau. Mm, I don't think there's really any debate here. There's no pondering. Unless Green Bay fell off that hard, I don't think there's much pondering. Yeah, I know, Green- I know, I know they're lacking in the wide receiver room, but they're still, they're still Green Bay. <laughs> Rodgers is there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unless their defense forgot what it means to play defense. Right. Yeah, they'll be all right. Um, week seven at Denver. Road Warriors. You thinking Road Warriors? I don't know. I don't know. Remember, we don't like Denver rooting against them. I don't think that they're, you know, I I don't think they're a powerhouse quite yet. I got to see it on, you know, and trans, you know, transfer to the field, but I think I'm going to go a loss here for the Jets. This is tougher than it should be. Right? Right? I mean, it shouldn't be, but I mean, we're trying to be unbiased, but maybe I don't want to, like, I know we're just talking about the Jets right now, but I don't want to give them too much credit either. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to hype up Jets fans and get excited for them, but yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Nah, I, the old rule of thumb for me is always if I can't figure it out, real difference makers on one side or the other, just strip it down to bare nuts and say, who's got the better quarterback? And it's Denver. Denver's got the better quarterback. They do. All right. Week eight, hosting New England. I'm going to say a win here for the Jets. I'm going to oh, say a win here. You feisty bastard. I'm feeling it. Maybe they were close, kind of close last year. If Zach Wilson improves. Uh, we've seen Mac and I, I'm a big fan of Mac. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but um, you know, if this defense gives them some issues, yeah. Patriots really, I mean, I'm going to save it again, but uh, I'll probably say it again in, in like 10, 15 minutes, but Patriots didn't get better this year mm-hmm. that much. I'll still take the hall of fame defensive coach against a guy in Zach Wilson, who has yet to prove that he can read a whole field and, be patient and take check downs. Like he, he's not going to let you go over top. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bill Jack's going to, he's going to cut that out of your game plan. That's not going to work. Right. So Zach Wilson's going to have to learn a little patience here. Well, they're saying, yeah, that's true. They're also saying that Matt Patricia might be the offensive play caller. Oh, I love it. You see that? Oh, yes. beautiful. <laughs> All right. Week nine versus Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if there's much debate here. Us. Week 10, a bye. Week 11 at New England. I'm going to give uh, the Patriots their win back in Foxborough. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll double up on the Jets, I think. You take a sweep? Okay. Yeah. Week 12 hosting Chicago. Chicago's a team. I'm not really, I'm not like, oh, God, they made some big moves. 
I think this could be a Jets win. Chicago might be my like dumpster team this year, right? Just pile losses on them throughout. Yeah. I get that vibe. So did you you pick a you picked a win for the Jets? Win for the Jets. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh week 13 at Minnesota. I do this every I feel like this is one of those stupid ass games that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are gonna blow because that's just who they are as, as a team historically. Like Amen. I feel like I've seen this before. Like I you have over, I have oh for the last five seasons, five divisional previews, I have over I have hyped up the Minnesota Vikings to be something that they are not. And that is, you know, good. <laughs> Very good. I oh my God. I mean, have they really taken big strides? I think they had a fine draft. It, it was a weird strategy. Remember, they just kept trading back. Yeah, within their own division. <laughs> like we don't want to. We don't want to make picks. Don't make us make picks. If we don't make picks, we can't make bad picks. Um, there's always like four fifty-fifty games with the Vikings that I always get a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> the kid could win. Oh, they could lose too. I don't know. Is this a tough one? Uh, I'm wrong. Not quite there yet, Salah. I'm going to go an L here. I'm going to go an L. But I feel like this is one of those ones that Minnesota would just, like, they need it to, like, stay ahead on yeah. Bay or something or just to stay within a playoff hunt. And then the Jets just, just you know, give them the gabagoo and <laughs> and, and, and just ruin everything. What do I you think, got? Yeah, I think I'm with you on this one. I think uh, the, the crystal ship will be too much for the uh, Jets to handle. Uh, week 14, they're at Buffalo. Loss, loss. Yeah, they're lucky. It's uh, unlucky that it's not later in the season. We could just hand them the W. <laughs> <laughs> uh, week 15, they're hosting Detroit. Loss. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all sorts of hyped up for Detroit. I cannot wait to pick theirs. They're like, they're going to be like the last team that we get to pick and discuss. I'll give them a win. You give them a win. All right. Week 16 hosting Jacksonville. Hmm. I'm going to go a win here for the Jets. Okay. I I said that I think that Peterson's going to make a a good, but in his first year, I mean, it took him a few years in Philly to get things going. Yeah. He's got a lot of undoing to do. We got to keep that in mind. There's a lot of undoing to do. Well, they were a playoff. uh, Not a playoff. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) For a brief moment, I was like, they were. Oh, wait, that's the Eagles. Nah, it's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets. Going Jets. Okay. Week 17 at Seattle. Tough to play there, but I think the Jets are a better team right now. That's so weird saying out loud. Isn't it wild? Yeah. But we're for the Jets. You're not wrong, though. They're probably more talented. Um, Who's starting at quarterback for Seattle by then? Hmm. That's a fun game to play. Oh, Jesus. Um, Apparently, Drew Locke is the QB1 right now. Yeah. 
apparently they they are treating him as if he is still uh that's that's the rumor coming out of camp right now is that he's the guy if he can't beat out Gino, then he's never ever gonna be the guy so let's yeah the jets jets you gotta get this one you got to all right and then week 18 at miami i feel like uh you know i just feel like miami's a superior team it's got to be playing in warm weather while you're practicing and training in cold weather. You're playing games in cold weather. I'm going going to go in L to close out the season. Yeah, it'll be, um, you know, it might be Miami having the, the the game. They they need it. You know what I mean? It might be like if they lose, they can still get in. If there's so many teams lose or whatever. But if they win, then they're in for sure. Right. That's that's kind of the mode I think they'll probably be in for that last week. So I'm 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 thinking loss for the Jets. Loss as yeah. well. All right, let's tally up. Two, three. All right, so we both have him at. Sorry, I dropped a pen there. Uh, we both have them at six and eleven, finishing the season six and eleven. And there's a I lot could. of games which you know, you know, maybe we're giving them more credit than they deserve, but. Um, I think we were fair. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought so too. Who knows? They beat Minnesota. They're seven. They're seven and you know seven and ten. No one comes into the crystal ship. Does anyone else think that it looks like a crystal ship? The stadium in Minnesota. I love it. That it looked like. I want to. Oh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. But to me, it looks like it could sail on out of there. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be like like a Viking ship. I, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but all right, so that's the Jets. That is our Jets 2022 uh, preview. We still got three more teams to go, y'all. Uh, let's go on to the third place team in last year's AFC East. They finished nine and eight. And uh, they went through a lot of uh, some front office, some structural, well, not front office so much, but coaching changes. Uh, we're going to take a look at 2022 Miami Dolphins. Uh they're a team that his last couple of years has been so, so close, but still so far away. Um, you know, harkens back to, you know, Tua throwing, uh, Tua having a Nate Peterman game against the Bills in week, it was 17 in 2020, I think. Um, you know, and, and last year down the stretch, he did all right, but, you know, Tua battled a lot of injuries. Uh, they're a team that, I, I mean, this is an important year for the Dolphins. I think knowing what they have with Tua Tunga Viola, I mean, they're, he's probably going to make it to year four, right? This is year three. He's probably going to make it to year four, you know, new, new coach, new system, that sort of thing. Yeah. But man, if he's, if he shits the bed, uh, there's a lot of people waiting. <laughs> For Tua Slander, they've been waiting on Twitter for a long time, uh, waiting just all corners of the NFL fandom, waiting to just take a dump all over Tua. Um, <laughs> and you know, I mean, this is important. We again, we said it's a lot of things. This comes down to quarterback play, but oh, these Dolphins, man, Tua's they they're Tua has a team built for him. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. It's. Make or break time. I mean, you say a fourth year, but it's a fourth year 
battling for a starting position. This will be his last guaranteed year unless he plays really well uh, where he's the guy still, the franchise guy, just meaning there's literally no one else. Like Teddy Bridgewater, sure, but we know what Teddy can do. For, for as much as we love and have rooted for Teddy, especially with the freak injury that he dealt with and coming back from, you know, Tua's got to be probably better than this guy because he's not that good. He's he's just so-so. And if he can't do it this year, then they're going to draft someone because they've got two first-round picks next year. So you know they're going to move up and take a quarterback, and there's some good ones. There certainly are. I mean, this is a team right now that's built – I mean, any guy who wants to come in uh, is is probably going to find some success if Tua doesn't pan out. I'm really hoping for the kid that he does – you know, the way his college career kind of ended was sad. His rehab was, you know, coming back and finally getting to play. Uh, get Well, getting to play in the NFL after uh, a, again, a lot of uncertainty about his health and potential. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it was remarkable. It was remarkable. Um, but they've made maneuvers where I think they're, they're, the, the front office is clearly behind, uh, you know, clearly behind to uh, obviously, I mean, Teddy B., is a solid quarter, you know, a, a solid backup quarterback at this point in his career. Um, we've seen, you know, he did all right in Denver last year, but just he just wasn't enough. He's he's a good insurance policy for what the Dolphins are trying to put on the field this year. And I think that, you know, it, it, God forbid something happens that Teddy B should fill in just fine. Um, but right now, I mean, it, it, it's all about Tua. You know, I, I, I always like to look back. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, I referenced, referenced this game several times. I think it was Tua's rookie season when him and uh, he was in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and KC, if I'm not mistaken, with nobody to throw to. Like, and I don't mean nobody to throw to, but no names, no no legitimate talent. That was the uh, brief shining moment in Devontae Parker's career. I think he was hurt. He was probably hurt, too, I think. <laughs> he was hurt, too, I think. Um, and he but he did it. And, you know, last year he was marred by injuries. He got, he got gored and he was out for like a considerable amount of time, but, um, but he's also had a lot to deal with, you know, in, internally with, you know, the whole Brian Flores situation, which, you know, uh, you know, that, that kind of happened, <laughs> uh, this past off season to, uh, to a big surprise for a lot of people. That was weird. That was really it's still, weird. It's still weird. It's still weird. Um, you know, there's ongoing court battles right now, you know, pertaining to all that. But um, but I do like this Mike McDaniel that they, they, they brought in. I think he's fun. He looks like Chicken Little, but uh, he's I think he's got he's got a good heart and I think he's got a good mind. Uh, might be one of the better, you know, as much as I love and adore Brian Flores, the head coach. Uh, this guy seems to be player friendly um and you know i one of the things i really enjoyed was seeing was mike mcdaniel went to like a luau for tua it may happen more often than we think but i don't really ever remember seeing head coaches do stuff like that yeah you know that says a lot that says a lot about the trust and even his first video for social media we're going to build an offense around tua we're going to help you out um, so I, I, I have big expectations for the dolphins this year. I as well, we, we've said so on previous podcasts. Yeah. 
pre- previous episodes. We have, we have. Uh, some of their big grabs again. They had a pretty good. They had a pretty good. Um, they didn't have a good draft because obviously all that went to uh, to the trade for Tyree Kill, which could be the ultimate difference maker, right? It could be the ultimate difference maker. We've seen Josh Allen did all right to pretty good without a true number one wide receiver. He got Stephon Diggs, and Josh Allen became the quarterback that uh, that many anticipated and hoped that he would be. And I know it's, you know, it's, oh, God, how are you compared to Josh Allen? I'm comparing the situation to Josh Allen because Tua Tungo-Viola has not had a wide receiver one his entire tenure. And Tyreek Hill is one of the best um, in the game today. I love Jalen Waddle. I, I think he can be a one on a lot of other teams. Oh, I should I should rephrase that. You're right. You're right. But he came, in, he came into his own last year towards the yeah, end. You are and, right. But to make a difference between the the player that Tyreek Hill is and, and comparing him to Jalen Waddle, who has yet to achieve his um, full ceiling. You're right. Tyreek's still at another level. You know, and this team is, it's, it's, it's all about speed right now. Jalen Waddle is lightning quick to a lightning or uh, sorry. Tyreek is lightning quick. Uh, I've seen a lot of like, the slander that's like annoyed me is that like, Oh, two is never going to be able to get the ball. And I know it's just memes and jokes and whatnot, but oh, Christ, man, Tyree kill is a big yak guy. And that is going to that. That's where to, you know, Tua can get him the ball, but he's a big yard after catch guy. And, you know, Jalen Waddle coming into his own man. I'm like, it's a little terrifying what Mike McDaniel has at his disposal. And it's kind of exciting to see what he could do with it. Absolutely. Yeah. It, he, he fits into that Mike, um, Mike McDaniel slash Shanahan offense perfectly. Interesting. Um, sorry, I got a text message, but yes, I, I, I really truly think so. You know, Mike McDaniel made the most out of Debo Samuel, who was a lot of fun, uh, you know, last year, last couple of years, speedy, versatile, stuff like that. Uh, but the Dolphins have made some other moves too. And they really, they're a team who hasn't really lost much either. They traded Devontae Parker. Um, uh, they traded Devontae Parker to the Patriots for a, a really low ball, like a sixth or seventh round pick. I think it would maybe fifth or sixth, really cheap. Uh, but they did acquire some other guys, uh, Melvin Ingram, who's been a veteran linebacker guy floating around the National Football League. I'm not going to say that he's what he was a couple years ago, but um, you know, we've seen Kyle Van Noy kind of have a little bit of a resurgence in Miami just uh, you know, just a couple years ago, an, an interesting piece. Uh, Teron Armstead, which was one of the biggest, I mean, needs that, uh, you know, he needed an offensive line help. That was the thing. That's what got to a killed against Buffalo or right? it was AJ Klein. They got him. I think, uh, needed. Yeah. yeah. Maybe on like a strip sack. I don't think I'm not positive. I wish I was better remembering games like you. <laughs> I have this. Yeah, I can't remember anything else. I can't remember if my wife asked me to take out like the garbage or recycling five minutes before I have to go somewhere. But I can remember football games. Uh, I also I also got to say, I really liked the Chase Edmonds grab um, yeah. from Arizona. He struggled in Arizona. I don't know if they what happened, really. They didn't know how to use him. James Conner came in and crushed it. Miami has struggled with the running game for uh for quite some time so uh 
so Chase Edmonds could be a very welcome addition, but I like this team. They put a franchise tag on Kasicki. I like what this offense is it has to bring. Yeah, they they brought in um, Melvin Ingram. They re-signed Agba, Emmanuel Agba. Yes, that's so right. They, that's right. They got, that so they have Agba and Ingram on their at their bookends of defensive end. That's pretty freaky. <laughs> um, did you bring up Armstead? I don't, I don't I did, yep, yep. Okay. So that yeah, those are the ones that I think are the biggest difference makers. Uh, I got this article here from SI and they bring up Sony Michelle, and it's like okay yeah i mean yeah they signed them a couple but... years ago michelle was you know it was i would say so he kind of burst on the scene but he he did his best work was with the patriots which was a run by committee thing and you know what i mean he's never he been looks, like he looks like he's playing in quicksand <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's never been like oh i gotta have sony michelle for fantasy football and if you do he's like a low-end running back or a flex or something like that. He never really, he's never been that guy, but it's, it is nice to have that versatility there uh, for the dolphins. But, uh, but yeah, so again, biggest eye, you know, all, all tensions on Tua, what he can do. This is a team that's, I, I, you know, it, it's, it, 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 they got to go this year. They have to go this year. I feel like a lot is riding on a playoff appearance this year for the Dolphins. Yeah. And, and, and fairly or unfairly, it, it's resting on Tua mostly. It is. It most certainly is. Um, I think that's really it, though, as far as stuff and things for the Dolphins. I don't think there's been anything else too, um, too crazy. No, no big signings, no big losses. Again, maybe their biggest loss was Devontae, uh, Devontae Parker. Well, they did fire their social media director. <laughs> they did? Yeah, after that, the first Tua video, that dude got canned. Did he really? Yeah. I'm 90% sure. Wow. But as we talk on air longer, it, 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 that percentage might drop, but... <laughs> I know he got killed for it. Oh, they, and it's they, like he just was told to post it, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's silly. That's silly. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Anyways, uh, so let's get to our 2022 Miami Dolphins schedule and let's make our picks. Week one, they are hosting the New England Patriots. We know historically that uh, at least the last decade or so that Miami's pretty much owned New England in in Miami and I think taking that factor away I still think that the Dolphins are a better team I'm gonna go win here for Miami yeah they they'll they'll get them the first time uh week two at Baltimore at Baltimore this is uh this is a tricky one they beat them last year I think it was last year they upset them on like Thursday night football or something like that. But that's when Baltimore starting to go down the tubes. I'm going to go a nice, a, a, a nice competitive L here for the Dolphins um, at Baltimore. Baltimore's a tough place to play, uh, but I'm going to go. Yeah. Hopefully they're healthy. The Baltimore Ravens. Yes. That, yes. And if they have, you know, better than their fifth running back and better than their third and fourth quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I do think they are, they are still the better team on paper, 
not by a lot. Uh, it's mostly the quarterback for me. Uh, I can't, guys, I can't wait to watch Lamar this year. I think he's got such a chip on his shoulder coming in this year. I think he's going to light the league on fire and it's going to suck watching as a Bills fan because I think they might take the first seed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, not ready yet, Dolphins. This, this will be a good learning um, game, though. This will be good. This will be good tape to take and uh, learn from. For sure. Week three, hosting the Bills. I'm going to say a W here for the Dolphins, and hear me out. We've seen in the past, early at least recently, early season, the Bills, you kind of watch them, and you're like, what the fuck? What are they doing? Uh, Last year, losing to Pittsburgh in in opening week. Uh, I know the Bills are going to be a great team this year. Trust me, we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Uh, but I feel like Miami's got to get them right. I feel like they got to split the series this year, uh, for their own sake. And, but if they got to beat them, beat them at home, I think it could be one of those surprises. I really do. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with the dolphins here on week three. Yeah. As the resident bills fan, the most prominent bills fan on this podcast, especially today. Yes. By a long shot. I uh, I remember when the Bills had to play the Patriots all the time with Tom Brady, and we just we never beat them. So I never, no matter what happened, no matter who was hurt or wasn't playing or playing like crap for the or the Patriots, I didn't matter. They had Brady. Josh Allen is seven and one, should be eight and zero against the Dolphins all time, if not for a Charles Clay drop in the end zone. Until he loses. I'm not picking my bills to ever lose to the dolphins ever again. All right. And it's not a cocky thing. It's just like, sometimes they just got the bills got dominated by the dolphins for an entire decade in the seventies. So they did, they you know did. what I mean? This, these things exist in the league. The, the jets have never beat the Eagles. What? Yeah. Or do I have it backwards or do I have that backwards? I think you have it right. I think I'm pretty sure yeah. you have it right. Um, all right. So, uh, I got a two and one start. You got one and two week four at Cincinnati. I'm going to give them an L here. I'm going to give the dolphins an L tough, tough L. I could potentially see one of those early season upsets. Cincinnati starts off rough hangover, but I don't think they have the defensive pieces to really hang with, with what Cincinnati's throwing out there. See, I was going to say the same thing about Cincinnati's defense against Miami's offense. I don't know if Cincinnati's got the defense to match up with those wide receivers. They're better than they were in years past, but still, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to say for no real reason that this is a, a close game that Cincinnati drops and kind of wishes they had back at the end of the year. All right. So two and two apiece. week five at the jets. I believe we both have wins here for the dolphins. There's no split. Week six, hosting the Minnesota Vikings. If I felt weird, if we if we had a long discussion about the Jets and the Vikings, I think we can comfortably probably pick the Dolphins here. Not a good matchup for the Vikings. No. No. All right. So win for the Miami. Week seven, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is tough. This is tough. 
I'm going to go a win here for the Dolphins. I'm with you. Is it blowout or is it close? Because I'm feeling it might be a blowout. (sighs) It's hard for me to picture Pittsburgh getting blown out, but they might have some offensive struggles this year more than uh, more than usual. So I. I don't know. Pittsburgh's got a really good defense, and that's that's what always that's what concerns me here. But. Yeah, not in the right places for the Dolphins, though. Right. That's what the, that's the thing I'm gonna keep going back to is like, okay, yeah, it's great you got some good pass rush and you got some good linebackers. How good are your cornerbacks? <laughs> right. you, you better have some damn good cornerbacks. <laughs> right. So what are you gonna take? You gonna take? A yeah, I'm with you. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. W. All right, week eight at Detroit. I'm going to say a win. Yeah, sorry, Detroit. Sorry, Jack. Week nine at Chicago. I'm going to say a win. Yeah, it was a soft win part, in Windy City. Soft part of the schedule here, huh? It's not bad, right? It's not yeah. bad. So you're going to yeah. go W. Yep. Uh, week 10, hosting Cleveland. I think I got to put Miami over them, too. Here we go. They're on a roll. They w are. for me as well. All right, week 11, they got a buy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, week 12, hosting the Houston Texans. Win. Yeah. Although we stand Davis Mills. We are Davis Mills stands. Week 13 at San Francisco. What is that team going to look like? Apparently, Jimmy G has been sent home. Uh, they are still looking to trade him. I thought for sure that they would just be like, yeah. We made it to the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's uh, let's run, let's run it back. But they are all in on Trey Lance. Apparently, I don't blame him. People are. He's got some. A lot of people taking bets on Trey Lance for like MVP this year. I don't see that, but no. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's the the worst version of vanilla ice cream possible. <laughs> Just so boring. So yeah, it tastes good, but. Bleh. Uh, I'm say a win for Miami in San Francisco. Um, I actually don't have a marker. I think it might be in Miami. Wait, no, I do. I sorry, it, it's at San Francisco. Yeah, give me San Fran. McDaniel's isn't ready to take down his boss. All right, week fourteen. I believe this is hosting. I didn't mark it down. I believe it is hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. Battle of the. Uh, 2020 picks who should have got who uh i'm gonna go in l here yeah better quarterback wins this one yeah i think a little bit i mean better team as well uh week 15 at buffalo giving the bills a win back and obviously you say in sweep uh week 16 versus green bay <laughs> oh <laughs> uh green bay doesn't do good in the state of florida especially during Christmas time. Well, they just ever, they lost to Jackson. They don't like, I don't think he's won in Jacksonville. That's why part of the reason why the state, like the saints picked to, to play them in Jacksonville last year. Oh, uh, he doesn't have a good track record there. I could see this. Oh my God. No, I can't do it. Can <laughs> I? fudge i'll go loss 
I'll go loss. Mm, win. You gonna go win? Okay. Yeah. Uh, week seventeen at New England. I'm gonna go a win. As do I. And then week eighteen versus the Jets. We have wins apiece. So I'm gonna take a look at how many losses. That might be easier. I have one, two, three, four, five losses. Twelve and five. And you have one, two, four, five as well. Okay, so we're matching 12 and five for the Miami Dolphins. We predicted them pretty high last year, too. So um, we shall see how that plays out. But uh, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's fair. I really do. I don't think it's that uh, really wild to uh, to picture happening. Mm-hmm. So 12 and five apiece, 22 Miami Dolphins premium predictions. Moving on. New England Patriots up next, finishing 10 and seven in 2021. They were the second place team in the AFC East. They, they managed to, uh, man, it was fun watching the Patriots last year. They were underdogs in so many games, watching Mac Jones come into his own. Uh, really, really cool to watch Mac Jones growth from last year. Uh, throughout last year, but uh, they did make it to the playoffs, and uh, they got dusted by your Buffalo Bills. It was bad. It was really bad. I was there. You were there. You were there. Because uh, I had the time of my life. I bet you did. <laughs> so did a shirtless Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, that, apparently not too far from me. He was just a couple of sections over. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy cool. How cool <laughs> would it have been? It would have, been, it would have made Fitzpatrick's there with his shirt off. Yeah, I would have taken mine off and chest bumped them. I, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I hate New England right now. I don't I, I do not like uh, I do not like what my uh, New England has done this offseason. Like what what kind of I mean, they spent a lot in 2021 for free agency. Yeah, this year they didn't do shit. Yep. Drafting. What? They overdrafted an offensive lineman that the, the Rams had scouted out in the third round at like the hundredth overall or something like that. 100, 101st. <laughs> that was the best quote of the weekend. <laughs> it was pretty humorous. It was, it was fantastic. It was pretty humorous. It's like, oh, really? And Bill, you know, like, I, I don't know. And you lost your offensive coordinator. That's yep. probably, honestly, they didn't lose a whole lot. They didn't gain a whole lot. They didn't really gain much of anything. The biggest loss is probably Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, looking at everything else, right? All the guys that they paid last year, they didn't lose Hunter Henry. They didn't lose. Um, oh, God, I forgot his name because he was so irrelevant last year. The other tight end from Tennessee. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, uh. right. Right. <laughs> right. Like this dude was like, we couldn't forget his name. God. Uh, Isn't it bad how like just irrelevant he got? I only have 2022 pulled up, not 2021. <laughs> I'm trying to Google it now. It's going real slow to piss me off. Yep. Um, 
unofficial depth chart. I really can't remember his damn name. Everyone is screaming at us. You know? <laughs> oh my god, Johnny Smith. Okay, Johnny Smith. Yeah, that dude got paid and did not deliver. No, uh, I'm sorry, Patriots fans. I your team won a lot last year. Defense and running play and Mac Jones playing safe, safe, good football, right? Mac was never like a, a killer. And I hope, you know, I hope for his sake and Patriots fans that he develops, right? You know, he played really good. I was in Indy last year watching him and he played really good. He almost let a comeback. He, you know, him and Hunter Henry really started to hit it off. But uh, I don't know if the Patriots have done enough to help him. And it concerns me for Mac Jones. It, it really does. Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, he did really good uh, last year. He led a team to the playoffs that I don't know if people anticipated. I think after free agency, maybe people anticipated going to the playoffs. But, uh, you know, he I don't think people expect him to take the job from Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they did. Uh, and he got, he got Cam. He did so good. He got Cam Newton cut. That's right. No, that's too fair. Cam got Cam cut. <laughs> I was some of the stuff. I don't know how true it was, but it was hilarious reading that Mac Jones was showing Cam Newton the playbook. Yeah, like, I, you never it, know. It doesn't surprise me if it's true, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I love I loved watching Cam in his prime because we'd never watched anything quite like that before. Oh, it was the best. And yeah, like, I don't want to see him down, but he's he. He's definitely not. He's like when RG three was, you know, his tenure in Washington finished up and he's just try. He's just out there because yeah. he was, he's a name. He's a name, but that's a story for another, another time. Yeah. But, his name, his name outplayed him. Yes. Oh, it certainly did. But uh, I don't really have a whole lot here for new England. Uh, as far again, one of the biggest acquisitions was probably Devonte Parker. They also yeah. brought back Malcolm Butler. Yeah, which two is, years, you know, nine mil, two years, nine mil, uh, who, you know, left New England. He only got cut. I think New England cut him because they benched him in the when they benched him in the Super Bowl. Wasn't that the story? He they like benched him for a Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah. Uh, was he Atlanta, well, because well, well, Malcolm Butler was the he was the Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl where he he picked off Russell Wilson. Right. That was his coming out party. Right, but I think they benched him against Philadelphia. I think it was Philadelphia because they lost that one. I think yeah. it was the Philadelphia one. And he was like, okay. He didn't show up to practice on time or something happened. There was like, okay. And he went and took his talents to, to Nashville or something like that for a couple of years. And it just, you know, he just wasn't the same. But nah. Bill Belichick is this, this, this way of, you know, making guys relevant. Uh, making them the best version of themselves, then they only play good for him and nobody else, even if they Very come true. back. So, but I really don't have a whole lot for New England as far as offseason. All I could say is it's been very, very lackluster. Very and, much so. And I, I, I don't, I don't know if this team has gotten better. I don't, I can't sit here and say honestly that this team has improved from last season. I think they stayed the same. And in today's NFL, that's, that's the same as taking a step back. It's the same as getting worse. Right. Um, Cause of, I mean, this off season was crazy, right? We, we talked about all the crazy, the moves, the wide receiver movement, 
quarterbacks, all the all the trades, free agency. It was wild, and New England didn't mm-hmm. do a damn thing. So they uh, traded for Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah. Which I kind of forgot about. They signed Jabril Peppers, which I completely did not know anything about. They traded for Mac Wilson, linebacker from the Browns. Ty Montgomery, you know, a little. No, no, <laughs> no. I, my my memory of Ty Montgomery now is associated with him not kneeling on a kickoff and turning the ball over, so the Rams ended up winning a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen. Yep. Rogers that sounds like something he would do. Rodgers was pissed. He was mad. He was getting getting the ball, so he tried to be a hero, and I'm pretty sure it was him. But um, but all right, I, I we just say keep saying I, I didn't like their draft or their offseason over and over again. Let's get into their picks. Uh, first and foremost, at Miami, I believe we both had losses for the Patriots. Week two at Pittsburgh. Mm. At Pittsburgh. With the way, I mean, these teams are, I think I'm going to go in L here. I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a rough start here for uh, for the Patriots. We talked yeah, about this... the, the Jets start. <laughs> Patriots got a little uh, little run here, too. This is an ugly, this this feels like a very ugly game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ride the uh, Pittsburgh train here. All right. Week three, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. I, oh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. <laughs> That's basically what I got. I don't think that the, I don't think that they they might be able to scheme something up, but can their offense move the ball? That's the big question. So I'm gonna take an L. I'm gonna say an L here for the Patriots. I don't think they'll start 0 three. So this might be the weird one that we can't explain. Okay. Other than Belichick just doesn't let Lamar Jackson beat him. I'm going to take that logic and apply it to the Green Bay game. Yeah. Because Green Bay does not have a good defense. Not anymore. They not lost anymore. too many pieces. I think At least they shouldn't. They, they, on paper, it seems like they shouldn't have as good of a defense as they've had the last two years. Right. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to give a win to, Green, uh, to, to the Patriots here over Green Bay. It's at home. It's in Green Bay. Oh. Nah, I still think Green Bay's going to be able to pull it off. All right. Okay, okay. All right. Week five, they're hosting the Detroit Lions. It's a big prove it game here for the Lions. And uh, I know Bill Belichick has gone up against Jared Goff, but. I'm going to go on L. I don't like this Patriots start. Maybe I'm overhyped. Maybe I probably am overhyping Detroit. But listen, there's way more. That team has improved. That team has stepped up. Uh, We talked about, you know, how close some of their losses were last year. And I I really feel like they got something special. The Patriots have they they plateaued from last year to this year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Detroit comfortably. Okay. I think they can beat this Lions team. All right. Week six at Cleveland. I will go win here for Belichick. He always beats the Browns. Usually. I think they upset him once. Yeah. 
in the early 2010s. But um, yeah, I think it was when Peyton Hillis was that dude. No. Um, New England and Chicago at uh, at home. I think Chicago is going to be, again, my whipping boy for the year. I'm going to go New England. Yeah. Max going to outplay Justin Fields. For sure. Uh, week eight at the Jets. You gave him a win. I gave him a loss. All right. Week nine hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. <laughs> you first. Hmm. Why, oh, thank you. Well, I got good news for you. I think your team has the right chemistry to not let a run first, check down heavy team beat you. I hope so. So, so Patriots loss. All right. Colts do have a better quarterback this year. Yeah. <laughs> Not some some butthole to threw for 53 yards while I paid four hundred dollars for foot row tickets to watch him play. Um you also saw them completely crap all over the Patriots. No, they didn't though. No, wasn't it a good it was competitive. No, but the Patriots almost rallied a comeback in the second half. Oh, okay. I just JT remember off for like 60, 70 yards. Yeah. God bless him. All right. So we got uh, a bye week coming up here in week 10, week 11. They're hosting the Jets. I believe I gave them their win back. And you, my friend, I think you had the sweep. Yeah. You had the sweep for the, uh, for the Patriots over the Jets. Uh, week 12 at Minnesota. I'll give the Pats a win here. <laughs> This is definitely one of those 50-50 games. Uh, for sure, right? Damn you, Minnesota. Damn you. All to hell. <laughs> Win for the Patriots. Win for the Patriots. Week 13 versus Buffalo. That's going to be an L. Yep. Uh, Week 14 at Arizona. Arizona's an interesting team this year. They will have Hopkins back by this point in time, but their defense is poo-poo. Um, even this is right when that time where Kyler Murray starts to slow down, right? He's all banged up, and I'm going to go win here for the Patriots. I'm with you, especially that last point you made. All Kyler's Kyler, health. yeah, Kyler's in the in the fading part of his season. Until Colt fucking McCoy comes out and just lays a 50 burger on the Patriots. Uh, 15, week 15 at the Las Vegas Raiders. Ha. Nope. (laughs) It's a big old note for the Patriots. The talent difference in those two teams Is is immense right now. At least it seems like it should be. Yeah. 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 Give me, give me Raiders. Uh, running away with it. All right. This is not looking good for New England. Uh, final three weeks, week 16, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, no. 
This is when playoff teams become playoff teams. Uh-huh. And this is when poo-poo teams get poopier. Do it. it. There's nothing we can do now. It feels like the ball's already in motion. It's a loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not our fault. All dynasties come to an end. Bro, the Patriots about oh my god. I, I can't believe this happened. It's awesome. Uh week 17 hosting the Dolphins. Uh Loss, loss, and then week 18 at Buffalo. Holy shit. Yeah. Loss, loss. I got him at six wins. Six, six and 11. And you have him at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got him at eight and nine. Yes, yeah, than I gave that, that ain't that ain't getting the playoffs. So that's oh, a hell no. Yeah, that's a no man's land in the draft too. I mean, I, I mean honestly, I, I'm trying not to be like I want to see the Patriots be competitive. I think it's good for the NFL if the Patriots are good and competitive. There's a lot of 50-50 games on here, no doubt about it. But they didn't do anything, even like when they were really cheap and chintzy, they were still adding anybody to their team and like they, again there was no splashes in the draft there was no splashes in free agency they were so quiet yeah. i can't i can't even justify it them having another 10 and 7 season i can't right. the only way that i see them p- putting together any sort of real run and finding their way in the playoffs hunter henry has to start playing like rob gronkowski in this prime that's the only way that happens because I don't know who else on offense is going to be able to generate that kind of production to turn into points. Right. How are they scoring touchdowns? You, you tell me you're going to drive the ball down the field, 75 yards every single time, six, 16 play drives, 75 yards and running off six minutes of clock. And then what? Then the bills just march down the field in, in eight plays and right. score a touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's I mean, the Patriots way to win is going to be heavily scripted football. Yeah, it's like it's it's game scripting and you like uh, it's game planning. It's not like, you know, it, OK, we're doing good here. We could just let it go. I just I don't see it. It's it's not good for the Patriots. I'll tell you that much. Patriots fans, I'm sorry. I mean, if you see, guys see things differently, I commend you. I really don't. I don't want to see the Pats fail. That's not my thing. I've been, I've actually loved that I've gotten to live through the Patriots dynasty as a Colts fan. No matter how many times you guys handed us L's in the playoffs, I really, really enjoyed watching the Patriots be successful because I got to live to see the Tom Brady uh, in the Patriots dynasty. 20 years, nothing like that will ever happen again. No, uh, definitely not in football the way it's, 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 it's going. No, um, it's getting very basketball super team heavy like, and I just, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see that again. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard for me to justify anything more than that. Did you watch the match? The Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, Allen golf match. I, I can't watch golf. Okay. That's fine. Uh, I, I did. I did hear some, you know, I the, did hear the, some of the quotes. Okay. Well, Charles Barkley said something that I love and it's something that I've been championing a long time for Tom Brady. 
all all of these people have been spending so much energy on is he the go? Is Joe Montana the go? The whole time through his entire career, after four Super Bowls, after five Super Bowls, it kept being the same thing. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't think he cares about. I, I think he's chasing guys like Jordan. I I think he's chasing like I want to be known as one of the greatest winners of all time in all sports forever. It's hard to beat a, a beat a guy that's doing something like that. That's chasing something like that. I mean, he legitimately had no reason to come back this year. Brady did. He had no reason to come back, but he just did. Yeah, apparently he's got three hundred million dollar broadcasting contract just waiting for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, which is more money than he's ever made in a season, like collectively, or in a, I think in a season. Sure. Um, whatnot. So, so yes, yeah, so that's our Patriots twenty twenty two preview. All right, which brings us to our final team for the AFC East 2022 preview. You're two-time, right? Two straight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now two-time defending AFC East champions, back-to-back champions. The Buffalo Bills. We're here. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. They're uh, got a lot of attention on them right now. A lot of attention, a lot of people putting them at the very top, tip top of the rankings. The way that it's actually pretty cool. Honestly, the way that the AFC has formed and uh, shaped up, see the Bills still getting that top dog respect. Um, and many people, not just at top of the AFC, but again, the top, the best team in the National Football League right now on paper. Um, 11 and 6 last year, fell to the Chiefs in the divisional round, but. Uh, Easily the probably one of the best games last year watching that. It was uh it was fun. Back and forth. It was very Rams Chiefs reminiscent from like 2018. Mm. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um but yeah, so I mean the bar is set high. We talked a couple weeks ago about the uh most to most to gain, most to lose. And I had it, but I didn't want to be that guy. But you also had um, you also said, you know, that they had the most to, to lose. Yeah. The Bills do, And they do. The pressure is absolutely on this team. Like you're there, you're there. You can't just go in and just make an AFC championship game at parents. Or, you know what I mean? You you're expected to win it all. You've the, the team has the bills have gone all in uh, the last several years. And it's hard to think of a team better on paper uh, than last year's team. But alas, here we are. And there's been some significant improvements, big time moves where we didn't think that the cap space was available, nor the nece- the, the necessity was really there. Yeah, but the Bills made those moves, and there's a lot of excitement right now in Buffalo for a, uh, a Lombardi Trophy. I mean, there's only a handful of franchises that could appreciate a Super Bowl win as much as the Bills would at this point in time. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Just there's only a few of us sticking together still. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. Uh, this offseason was interesting for Buffalo. As we said, they made a lot of acquisitions. Um, they did lose some pieces, all right? Some 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 guys that have kind of helped really build this Buffalo team up. 
Cole Beasley out the door, uh, went hit free agency. I don't believe he was offered anything. Still in free agency. Still in free agency. Um, I don't believe he was offered anything to come back. I'm not sure. I know he is his relationship with uh, Bill's fans really soured at the very end. Yeah. Well, not me. I, I still love the guy. No, uh, I, 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 especially I, when I kept just pounding the table. He was right all along. He was right all along. Yeah. And look <laughs> at it now. It's like, yo, never happened. Yeah, never happened. <laughs> Two years happened. ago, never happened. Yeah. It, the Bills, um, I think they would have brought Cole Beasley back. They, I think they tendered him uh, a contract, but not officially, somewhere around the $4 million mark. And he doesn't want to sign for that. Right. Which I don't blame him. I mean, he's putting his body on the line. You set your own dollar amount. Everyone's got their own dollar amount that they'll come back and play for. And when he's except healthy, for, except for Brady, <laughs> you <laughs> come back you, and play for ten bucks. I know, right? Uh, and listen, Cole Beasley, when he when he's healthy, he's productive. Man, he was one of the hardest working receivers I've ever seen. Uh, it, well, I've seen it in quite some time. He literally fought tooth and nail for every single yard fantastic in the slot yeah fantastic in the slot getting necessary very tough first downs um but he was a nice safety blanket too for josh allen mm-hmm. um watching cole beasley you know play as well as he did over you know this 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 past year these past couple of years has been you know it, it was really cool because I, I i i never really understood the hype in dallas with Cole. I knew he was good. He was a wide receiver two at best, maybe a three. He was put into a wide receiver one situation at one point um, due to injuries, suspensions, something like that. But Beasley is, is out the door and you know what? They, they feel very comfortable with their wide receiver room right now because of that. And the bills wide receiver room was really good. Yeah. A uh, couple other people that, that left John Feliciano. Um, he was getting the injury bug was kind of hitting him. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a lot of smack to talk on his way out too. Did he really? I didn't yeah. About yeah. the bills or yeah, just about how they didn't appreciate my work ethic and things like that. I'm like, oh, you I single handedly watched your kid, Josh Allen killed in a game, right? <laughs> you calm down. Right. Uh yeah, he's interesting. Um, where did he end up going? I don't remember right now. I think Minnesota. Is it? No, maybe the Giants. Maybe it was the Giants. Giants. That makes sense with Dable. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Um, he's a big loss. Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, even though For I sure. think they, they picked up something that could be much, much better. Uh-huh. Brian Dable has been a, a you know a foundational piece. He's been with Josh Allen the entire way. Yep. It's going to be one of those big things that we're going to take a look at this year and see how um, the loss of Brian Dable affects this offense. Mm-hmm. And I know he hasn't really been much over the last couple of years. I'm gonna give some love as to Starlatulale as a key loss. He he for a little while he was the best run stuffer, and you could tell when he wasn't on the field how the how the Bills were were faltering um, in the in the run defense. When he was on there, I felt like they didn't get ran over as much. But when he was gone, you noticed it was, it's one of those yeah. weird things. Well, he had a he had a big target on his back because of the contract he signed. You know what I mean? When you signed, that was such a ridiculous contract for defensive tackle, especially a nose tackle. You know, a guy that's just gonna like plug up the holes. You're you're always gonna have fans that are, are clamoring for him to do more. And uh, and then he finally did in that in that Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game. He did. No. Yeah. Uh, as far as the key ads go, if 
far as the key ads go. Von Miller is obviously the biggest name that uh, that was Wait, added. We got Von Miller. <laughs> yes, Von Miller, the biggest name added to this. Uh, one of the surprising ones, but a very front loaded, heavy contract. The dude's going to get paid. He chose Buffalo over the Rams, which says a lot. And it's going to make for an interesting opening week of uh, opening day of mm-hmm. NFL action. Some other guys at the Bills signed that I, I, I found intriguing in big time ads. Roger Saffold uh, at guard, getting an uh, experienced big man to uh, that offensive line. That's this is the Bills' biggest weakness is the offensive line. And I think it still continues um, even to this day. I don't know if they've done enough to really reinforce it. Uh, I will get some love, even though he's been kind of irrelevant the last couple of years. OG Howard, uh, he was supposed to be the next big thing. And then Brady kind of rolled the town and goodbye, OJ Howard. Hello, Rob Gronkowski. Well, and, and gang Cameron Brate. Yeah, Brate, Brate excelled under Brady, which is weird. Um, some other things that the Bills did that I really like, too. They brought up back a lot of people, a lot of uh, people who were that early Sean McDermott team fixtures who went to get bigger contracts, Harrison Phillips. Uh, I think there was like one or two other ones, too. That, well, here, well, so here no, he like, left. Here he left. Who was the other one that went to Arizona? Uh, you, they brought back... Um... Well, I was thinking Shaq Lawson just came from the Jets. Lawson came. And back. you're right. Uh, defensive tackle had 10 sacks for the Bills back in 2019 or 2018. Uh, brain don't work when want Google machine work. Jordan, fast. It was Jordan Phillips. Jordan Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips. Phillips. Oh, you had the Phillips right. That's I there did. You go. I, get, I used to get them confused. I don't know why. Better um, Phillips fan than I. <laughs> But there were some other interesting moves. They got uh, Jamison Crowder, which uh, from the Jets, which dude's not bad. He's, I think he's, he's an bad. I think he's an upgrade over Cole Beasley at this time in their careers. It's possible. It's certainly possible. Yeah. Uh, the backup QB position is very strong. Case Keenum, and uh, they brought back uh, Barkley's back. Bar- Matt Barkley. They brought yeah. him back. So interesting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting stuff there. Uh, really solid draft too. Uh, really solid draft. We like the uh, the James Cook pick. Yep, I think there was a couple other ones too. That we Elam did. Elam was the first pick. Kyrie Elam. Kyrie from Elam. Flor- yep. yep, from Florida. Uh, Florida. Uh, he's gonna have to play a lot probably early in the season with Trey coming back from the ACL. Right. Um. Everyone's liking the wide receiver we took from. Uh. uh Boise. Uh, Khalil Shakir. Yep. Got a linebacker in Terrell Bernard. Punt. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. <laughs> he he booted one in practice the other day, and I guess he had a bad practice overall, but he booted one the other day that traveled 78 yards and had a hang time of 4.8. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> good for stupid. Him. I know, right? Um, Good for him. Good for him. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's been the Bills' off season again. It's really Super Bowl or bust at this point, and for 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 the Buffalo Bills, and it you know it's 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 put up or shut up time. They lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have lost last year, um, and now's it, like you're all in now. You got your team. You got you got the team right now. What are you gonna do with it? it can be no you know no flubs no. Um, there's really, there's really no room for error. 
I can't imagine what, you know, I mean, so if let's say that the bills don't make the super bowl and I don't want to, like, I hate this scenario, but you know, what if they don't achieve that goal? Like, let's just say they don't make it to the super bowl this year. What are your thoughts? Like who's to, what are your thoughts on this regime? I mean, obviously there's more opportunities for sure. Uh, Cause they're going to be good for some time, but I mean, what are your thoughts if they, they, they don't make it this year? Did they, did they still win at least 11 games? Right. Do they make it at least two rounds in the playoffs? Right. If all those things happen, I, I can't be mad. I can't. It's, it's, it's single elimination. Right. Each, each, each round is it's single elimination. You don't get another redo. There isn't a game seven look waiting for you. You know what I mean? That you could battle for. Right. It's football. It's, you show up that day, you put your best out there. If you don't play your best, it's on you. And I, I'm McDermott's solid. He doesn't ever have to go anywhere. Yeah. I think that's proven now. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, which is still the one of the most bizarre things ever come out of my mouth. Um, and yeah, I think you just keep rolling with it. You just keep rolling with it. I don't think I, as a Bills fan now, I was too damaged before. Not they can't hurt me anymore. So, the the heartbreak of the others might feel the newer fans. Um, maybe I'll be able to be there to like help them along in the process. But uh, you know, I lived through the drought, bro. I'm I'm battle hardened. Yeah. No. No doubt. No. Doubt. I have scars, not just on my knees, <laughs> on my heart. On your heart. No, that's for sure. Uh, but I think that's really it for, for the Bills offseason and everything so far going into this year. Let's uh, let's make our final picks. All right. They are the season opener. They are traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Man, how cool is that? Buffalo Bills opening the season Thursday night football. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like it? No. I'm looking at my poster of the show I want to see the same night, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I know to. exactly what poster you're talking about. Uh, I, th- oh, God. I think they can beat the Rams. I don't think it's that far. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. So is that what you're picking? I might go win for Bills. Uh, I'm going to stick with what I've done and and prior pick the Bills. Uh, with my friends and wife and whatnot, I I have had this as a loss for a little while now. All right, week two they're hosting Tennessee. I know this is a Monday night football game. Uh, I'm gonna say I mean a win here. I think Tennessee is taking a big step back. I, I it's, uh, it's a win for me, and and for the the biggest reason is the investments that the Bills made that we didn't even mention. Um, Free agency on the defensive line is is a big turnover. Right, bringing over Tim Settle, I think, is going to be a huge move for the Bills. And I love this rejuvenated defense going up against Tannehill and Derrick Henry because that's all they have now. Because they apparently don't like AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, week three at Miami, I believe I gave it a loss for the Bills, but you gave it a win, understandably so. Week four at Baltimore. Hmm. I really feel like the Bills can hammer Baltimore. I really do. That defense, though, I... Oh, man. 
might be the toughest game on the schedule to pick. Besides the, the Bills, a hundred percent. Because I mean, I I really think think the Bills can work through most of the schedule, honestly. But I can't picture them losing two weeks in a row. They did they did do it last year though. I think I will. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Baltimore. Uncertain. I, I mean, 50-50 in a very yeah. good way. I I know if I were to wipe my memory between each time that we work through these teams in this division who are playing the same opponents, if I could forget that I've already handed Baltimore so many wins already. I know. I know. And in the first five weeks, what am I going to have them 5-0? and oh? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Josh Allen has not beat Baltimore yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with in the playoffs. Oh, that's true. That was a terrible game. It was. Um, that was a wind was, one, right? It was really windy. It, it was windy, cold, and Josh didn't play well. Neither did Lamar. No one played. No one played well. Um, okay. Did uh. No, Baltimore win. Baltimore Bills lost. All right. Week five hosting Pittsburgh. W. W. Week six at Kansas City. I am pretty comfortable with the win here for the Bills. Haven't beat them yet. Can't pick them yet. They beat them last year in KC. Nuh-uh. Or at home. Nuh-uh. They beat them in the regular season. No. They did it? Nah. Josh Allen's own three against Mahomes. No, he beat. No, they beat him last year. I'm telling you, I know they beat him last year. Yeah, they beat him in Week Five. Did we really? Sunday Night Football. Yep, thirty to twenty. Where was I? Apparently sleeping. You sure you didn't even just find a Madden simulation? Nope. I remember it because we were hyped up. Uh, everybody was hyped up around here. And they were like, oh, is Casey even good? That was the talk on the radio. Is Casey even good this year? Mm. Well, they did beat him once. And I'm a joke. Why do you <laughs> even have me on the show? <laughs> <laughs> You're a busy guy. Yeah, I guess. That's a good excuse. No, the Bills, Bills loss. You gotta go Bills loss here. Yeah. Okay. Week seven, a bye. Week eight, hosting the Packers should be a good one. Josh versus Aaron. Go ahead, W for the Bills. Yo, yeah. Especially with how that team's falling off. Uh, week and thank you. <laughs> week nine at the Jets. Win. Win. No debate there. Week ten, hosting Minnesota. Win. Win. Uh, week 11 hosting Cleveland. That's a W. Win. Uh, week 12 at Detroit. Thanksgiving. I'm going to give him an L here. No, I'm just kidding. It's a W. It's a W. <laughs> D- Detroit sucks on Thanksgiving. <laughs> no matter who they play, it doesn't even matter. That's uh, the yeah. Jack's going to. Is he? I'm yeah. sorry, Jake. You're going to watch the Bills. I might go. The I shit out of them. I probably. I don't know yet. I might go. It's it's tough. My family's so nitpicky about everything. 
mm-hmm. um, especially holidays. So obviously a W there. Uh, week 13 at New England, W, W. Week 14, host the Jets, W, W. Week 15, hosting Miami, W. W, that was an easy stretch there. Week 16 at Chicago, W. W. All right, week 17 at Cincinnati. Now, this I like. This I like. Cincinnati's offensive line is better. So yeah. I think they can protect Burrow. They're superior in run game. Pass offense. I think Burrow and Allen are comparable with Allen above him. It's got a big thing is defense, though. I do want to see Bill's cornerbacks against Chase and Higgins and Boyd. I've given the Bills a lot of wins. I think they could take an L here. I think this is hopefully my Bills showing that they are indeed that top team in the AFC. All right. So a win and then week 18 versus New England, a win and a win. So I have them at 14 and three. You have them at 14 and three as well. We just got there a little differently, Um, but largely. I think all of us, we've matched just a little. Well, the Patriots one was the biggest difference. But uh, so our predictive standings at this point in time, June 6, 2022, the Bills, AFC East champions once again, followed by in second place, uh, the Miami Dolphins at 12 and five. Uh, the Patriots in third, I have them at six and 11. And Actually, well, I got to figure out. The, I don't care about the tiebreaker uh, between the Patriots and the Jets. I really don't give a shit. Uh, Brian has them at eight and nine, and then we both have them at the Jets at six and 11. So that is it. AFC East is down. One down, seven more to go next week. NFC East, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Very excited for that. Brian, my man, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, Really, really excited to uh, to predict the rest of these games, discuss them, um, and all these teams, man. Football is right around the corner, right around the corner. So, uh, but that is it, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you stay with us for the rest of the week. Tons of tons, tons and tons of podcast episodes to go. Uh, and yeah, find us on Facebook. That's a wrap, though. On behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two point conversation is. Good. Yeah, spot. Look at the end.